The views and discussion expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of the hosts of the program. WMKV, Maple Knoll Communities, WLHS, the Lakota Local School District, or staff and management. The information and advice presented are educational in nature and not intended to be taken as specific legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Always consult with your own legal, accounting, or other professional before making any investment. Welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, a show to help you gain financial freedom by investing in real estate. Brought to you by the Real Estate Investors Association of Cincinnati and the Ohio Real Estate Investors Association. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing on WMKV, WLHS, and the Maple Knoll Radio Network. And now your host, Vena Jones-Cox. Good afternoon and welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing, where for more years than I care to say, we have worked our fingers to the bone every single solitary week to bring you the information and inspiration you need to start or grow your own real estate investing business. And today's show is a little unusual. I don't have one guest. I have several guests and they are all answering the exact same question which is how do I find a mentor? Why? Well, because that is the most common question that any leader of any real estate association hears. It's the most common question asked on every real estate forum online. And it's more complicated than you might think that it is. Interestingly, we did a survey, uh, I don't know, two, three months ago, where we asked uh, members of a lot of different associations, like what is what are the what are the all day Saturday trainings that you need more than anything else? And the one that came up most commonly in the uh, what else do you want to know was how do I find a mentor? And we, we sort of decided that's not really an all day training. How do I find a mentor isn't really an all day training, but we need to address it somehow. And that's what we're doing right now. So. I have with me a whole bunch of real estate association leaders who are also real estate investors who also wanted mentors when they first got started and who found them in various ways to give you the best possible advice on how to find what you are looking for. First up, we have Jerry Fink, who many of you know from Real Life Real Estate Investing. He's been, I guess, many, many times during the 25 years that we've been on the air. He's the past president of the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati and a longtime experienced rehabber and rental housing provider. So, Jerry, the question on the table is one that you have heard, I'm not exaggerating, a thousand times during the time that you've been involved with Rhea. Probably not exaggerating, that's right. (laughs) Rhea and O'Rhea and all the different organizations you've been involved in. And it is basically, how do I get a mentor? Or I need a mentor? Or who can mentor me? You have a little bit more of a, let me ask you something (laughs) before before I can even help you sort of thing that you do with newer investors looking for a mentor. Can Can you talk to us about what that is? Sure. I think really the first thing that any new investor needs to define is what is it that they're really asking for? There's just, as you mentioned, you know, there's just so much noise out there on social media, basically telling people to just go get a mentor. Well, it is not that easy, as we all know. Uh, In fact, the other thing is it's not a mentor over the course of your 
career. It's many. But what I want to do is just kind of break it down and talk about the different levels of what I would call help that are out there and, and kind of defining what it is that you're asking for. The first level, what most people really need to focus on first, is finding good quality teachers and trainers. Uh, your real estate investor association obviously is the starting point where you find these. They're going to offer you the local information, the ability to network with local contacts, and they also give you the access to the national, nationally known experts in various strategies. So, for instance, if you want to wholesale, it's Mary. If you want to do retail flips, it's Henry. If you want to do short-term rentals, it's Shaniqua. If you want to do BRRR strategy, it's Marcus. In this scenario, you're typically going to go attend a multi-day boot camp, something like that, with one of these uh, subject matter gurus. You can spend anywhere between several hundred to sometimes thousands of dollars to go to these boot camps. But that's where you're going to get your good, actionable knowledge about how to find deals, evaluate them, negotiate, close a real estate deal, all that sort of thing. So once you have that basic training level, the second thing is where you're actually looking for a, somebody to partner with or to do a joint venture with or something like that. It's where you are bringing something to the table that's of interest to whoever it is you're trying to work with. I think this is what most people are really asking for when they ask for a mentor. What you need at this point is somebody to walk you through a deal, show you the ropes. You know, that's what you're really looking for, and that's really a partner. So maybe you have the time to drive for dollars or bird dog or something like that. Maybe you've gained enough knowledge to be able to do the basic evaluation on a deal. You've been able to track down who owns the property, what the ARV might be, maybe even do a rough guesstimate of what the repairs are. But you aren't confident enough yet to pull the trigger on the deal. So what you're really asking for is somebody to hold your hand through a deal. And what you'll find is there are plenty of people in the RIA who have enough experience and so forth to be able to help you with this for a cut of the action. You know, they're not going to do this for free. This, you know, there is a cost associated with this. It's either the experience that you can bring to the table, the, you know, something that you have uh, skills in that you can trade. So you're probably going to end up giving this person a good portion, maybe even the lion's share of the profit on this first deal or the first couple deals in exchange for them walking you through with their evaluation, having you take, take along and listen to negotiations, go through the whole process, finding a wholesale buyer, contacting the title company, maybe even a bank or a private lender, a contractor is going to do the rehab on the property. Yeah, so, so many, that's, many times it's not just their knowledge that's making the deal work. It's their resources. It's their exactly. people, their title company, their real estate agent, their contractors, exactly. their buyers, if it's a if it's a wholesale deal. And it's you said something that, I don't want to gloss over, which is in this situation, you are paying, but you're not, you're not writing a check up front. You're right. Because there's, right. there's plenty of mentoring programs where you can just we're, pay. We're going to talk about that here in a second. <laughs> you can just yeah. pay and get a mentor. <laughs> right. But this is, this is instead, we both get paid when the deal is successfully completed. Right. And in different ways, there may, may not be any cash. That changes hands. You know, it kind of depends on what some what of the, the situation smartest is. people I have ever seen ask for mentors at, at different RIA groups I've been to have been ones that have stood up and said, There's this really complex creative finance deal that I I'm sure is there, but I have no idea how to do it. And if somebody can truly walk me through it, truly, you know, help negotiate it, work out the numbers, have the contracts, all of that stuff, you can have one hundred percent of the profit because I know 
that then I'll be able to do the next one myself and I'll get to keep 100% of the profit. Right. You can't take away that knowledge. That's that's very true. So once we get past that, the third type, I guess, if you want to talk about it, you know, now you're, you're ready to establish and grow your actual business. So this level of help is what I would call finding a, a true coach. So you may actually flip the partner and the coach steps or maybe even do the coach step first, kind of depending on how familiar you are and, and who you may have access to. But when you do this, you're going to then find the coach and they're going to help you maybe find the partner or get the specific training or whatever. But this is the difference here is that there are many, many people out there and companies actually who proclaim to be coaches. Some of them are great coaches. Some are what I would refer to as puppy mills that send you to a support line in Iowa or India with somebody reading from a script book. So that's not really what we want. So the true coach is somebody that's going to take the time to learn about you. What knowledge do you currently have? What resources do you have available to you? What are your personal skills, your mindset, all that kind of thing, and help you put together a plan moving forward. A lot of times this coach will have you on periodic accountability calls and that sort of thing to kind of keep up with you. They're going to set you up on a, a, the path to building your team, the attorneys, the accountants, the contractors, title companies, all those folks. They're going to be available to answer questions about a specific deal or some concept or logistical hurt, hurdle that you're facing. A true coach is not free. In fact, you may consider them very expensive on first blush. That is until you really do the math and understand that a true coach is going to teach and guide you through the maze and much more efficiently than you could ever learn it on your own. And the point that a lot of people miss here is that a true coach is going to do something that is invaluable, and that's to keep you from making a disastrous mistake, which can cost you tens of thousands of dollars. So that's the coach level. Now, what you thought you were asking for when you first asked this question was a mentor. Now, the mentors that I know do not walk around with a name badge that says Joe Jones Mentor, right? That's not how you find these folks. Mentors are usually more of a, a developed relationship where a mentor takes you under their wing and helps you develop. That true mentor is going to challenge you. They're going to make you very uncomfortable as they pry into your very psych and figure out, get you to evaluate yourself, what you need to do to learn, to expand, or in some cases, even eliminate from your life. Uh, they're not generally going to walk you through an individual deal. They're much more likely to challenge you on things like your business model. Why are you doing what you're doing in the first place? Some of these mentors are very expensive from what I understand. Sir Richard Branson, for instance, charges $50,000 a day for his time, and you have to be pretty darn advanced to even uh, be considered for that. And I'm guessing you don't actually get Richard Branson for that price. <laughs> I'm guessing you get um, somebody else. I know one person who has had face-to-face -face with Richard, and I believe that's what he told me he paid was $50,000 a day. Hmm. Yep. And then some of the other mentors are going to help you develop as, as a way of just giving back. You know, some of us who have been around, you know, we'll take a shine to somebody for some reason, right? And just out of the goodness of our hearts or as a form of giving back, just take them on our wing. Some others charge smaller sums for their knowledge, expertise, and guidance. So I hope that kind of helps lay out and help you think through, is it training, is it partners, JV type of thing, is it a coach, or is it a true mentor that you're looking for, and I would throw out there that I doubt very few of the true beginning investors are really, really looking for an actual mentor to 
get in their minds and turn them upside down. Agreed. <laughs> so. most, of the, most of them are looking for specific advice on a specific deal, which they can easily get by saying, I will be happy to split this deal with you in some way. Or they might be looking for like specific help with a concept they don't get, in which case they should probably check out their RIA group and see if there's a focus group about that. Or, you know, usually you can get that just from the folks around you in your real estate association. And it just make the, you gotta ask, you gotta make the ask. You're not gonna be standing there and someone's gonna come up and go, you look like you're trying to figure out what subject two deals are. Like that's not gonna happen. You have to make the ask. But yes, when people ask me about getting a mentor, I say, are you really ready to have somebody get into your life and say, you know, you need to completely change this mindset that you have about things, or you need to completely change the way you are. You need to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to get this work done. If you're not ready for or, that level. Or your, your significant <laughs> other is causing you real problems in advancing your career exactly, or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> a, mentor, a mentor way gets up into your life in a way that you probably don't want, probably don't need if you're trying to get that first deal under your belt. And yeah, most people don't actually want mentors in my experience as well once they understand what they're really asking for. Uh, thank you very much, Jerry. Uh, appreciate you, and I'm sure we'll see you at the next Cincinnati Re meeting. Yes. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. Talking today to a variety of association leaders and experienced investors from around the country. Next up, we have Kathy Russell, who is the president of North Carolina RIA, based in Raleigh, but also with branches in, gosh, Wilmington and Charlotte, and uh, she, she can tell you where all they are, um, to talk about this exact same topic. Kathy, welcome to Real Life Real Estate Investing. And I know you and I have talked about all the folks who I don't know they heard online that they should get a mentor. I don't I don't know where this started coming from about 10 years ago, but it is a super common request and I'd like to know sort of your perspective on how people can quote find a mentor. Yes, well, I certainly agree. Mentorship is a hot, hot topic among our membership here in North Carolina, where, as Vina said, we have chapters in Raleigh, Charlotte, Wilmington, Fayetteville, and um, up near Lake Gaston, and we are, uh, we're practically statewide. But I, I think one of the reasons it is such a hot topic, and people are, are somewhat confused about it, because it's a mentor is a really really broad term and you can go out there on the interwebs and you can buy mentorship from a big national coaching company and it'll cost you fifty thousand dollars and i'm sure they'll do a fine job they'll do a great job as a mentor but i think it's just very exclusive for for a lot of, of people and then you know everything to looking around at your local level and a, and a lot of local rias offer mentorship and when our RIA started offering membership, the, the first most common response we got was that people were dismayed that there was any fee at all. Like it, it's not just a, it's not just a, a benefit of your membership. A mentorship is something different. There is an extra charge for it. Um, but you know, there are a lot of places to find mentors. You can in your social network, of course, your RIA, at work, at at events or, or networking events. So there's a lot of different options out there. And 
I think what is important is to find what's right for you. If you don't have $50,000 to throw at a mentorship, or some people don't even have $5,000 to throw at a mentorship, there are options for you. Uh, one thing I've done with students in the past is uh, joint ventures. So if, if someone had approached and, and didn't have any money or didn't care to spend any money on a mentorship, but was really driven and really wanted to get out there and succeed, one thing you can ask people for is, well, if I bring this deal and you mentor me through it, can we joint venture? You know, I'll bring the deal, I'll do the grunt work, you help me through it, teach me what to do, and we'll we'll split. You and, just said something super important okay. because most of the requests that that I personally, other other folks who are thought of as being experienced, and I, I want I want their knowledge and resources. The request that we get is not how can we make money together. It's can you spend a lot of time with me and teach me everything I need to know about X, Y, or Z. And there's no offer in return. And and it's it's entirely possible that the person asking means that, but if you don't specifically say it, if you don't say, I value your knowledge and experience and I will bring deals, I will, you know, just because you're new doesn't mean you have that you don't have money, right? I can bring money, I can bring time, I can bring, you know, uh, expertise in something. And I would like to joint venture with you. And then you added, and have you mentor me through the process? Because if somebody comes to me with a joint venture offer, I'm analyzing that as, you know, how much money are we both going to make? But if you add, part of what I want to do here is, is follow you through the deal, as it were. I want to I want to see what see why you're doing things, how you're doing things, the contracts you're using. That is a different request, which is also much easier for most experienced investors to fulfill than can I take you out to lunch and pick your brain? Can I get your phone number so that you can help me? So what you added to the usual mentoring request and the usual JV request was I want both of these things. And that is a really good clear ask. And I just think the importance of announcing your intentions and being very communicative about what you want cannot be overstated is absolutely critical. You know, Vina just said something that was so has become cliche for me that if if you are asking an experienced investor to 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 go to lunch or or take them out and I'll buy you lunch or I'll buy you a drink and pick your brain, you that almost. I'm almost to the point where that enrages me because you you might think it's just it's a nice thing and and maybe it is but for someone who gets asked that constantly on a daily basis it it's not I would avoid that at all costs um you know every relationship every mentorship is a give and take you have something of value and and taking action and expressing your gratitude is of, of course are are very easy ways to do that but I think a lot of times newer investors don't understand that if you've never done a real estate deal, you have something of value to offer. There's something you do in your daily life or your hobby or your day job that is going to be of value. Um, I always give a silly little example. At, at Aria, we have a, a, a real estate investor on our board, Leslie, and her husband has nothing to do with her business. But we had some kind of picnic or something one time, and 
and people kept coming up to Joe and trying to pick his brain, you know, and say, well, you're Leslie's husband. You must know this. You must know that. And, and, and Joe just kept saying, nope, no, I don't do any real estate. Nope. And, and finally, someone said to him, well, what do you do? You know, people just wouldn't take no for an answer. But finally, someone said, what do you do? He said, I repair elevators. As it turned out, the person asking that question was doing a rehab that had an elevator. So here you go. This person had no real estate experience or interest, quite frankly, and they ended up having this great conversation. And Joe gave value to this guy because it was all about elevators. So so uh, you can always bring something of value. Mm -hmm. So rather than sound like you're offering something for nothing. And I know you think lunch is something, but honestly, if it's a really experienced, active investor and that's who you want to mentor you, they don't have time to take every, to, for everybody to take them out, of lunch, out to lunch. And frankly, they can afford their own lunch. The, the yeah. offer of the lunch is not like a, a big positive to them. So know what you have to offer and then go find the person who needs that because it's not going to be everybody. And then propose a thing that gets you some mentoring that you want, maybe also makes you some money and helps the person whose attention you are trying to get. And as you said, it could be as simple as I fix elevators. I'm really good at QuickBooks. I'm really good at uh, making Excel spreadsheets. I mean, you don't know what that really experienced investor has as a hole in their life that they would love to trade you for some mentoring. There is absolutely something. If someone came up to me right now and offered to help me get a TikTok page going, <laughs> I'd, I'd take them up on it in a heartbeat. But you know, if you're if you're uh, if you're da if your hourly rate is three hundred dollars an hour and someone offers to buy you lunch, it, it is it's insulting. I feel so. Uh, my, my, a key piece of advice for me would be don't do that. That's that's not going to start you out on a good foot. Certainly, there is something you have to offer, and it might be something that you don't even see as a value. But I assure you somebody will find value in it. And and as with any relationship, uh, to build your real estate investing career, the the more you give and the more you offer, the more you're going to get back. It, everything you do to help somebody else comes back to you tenfold. And in a mentorship situation, that is no different. Mm -hmm. Very true. And thank you so much for taking the time today, Kathy, to uh, show folks that one of the ways in which they can attract the attention of not maybe even one mentor, but many is just look at what's in it for them, find the right people who want what you have and have what you want and build those relationships. That was Kathy Russell from North Carolina, Rhea. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing. I'm your host, Vina Jones-Cox. And if you've been listening, you know that uh, we have a whole bunch of different leaders from different places who do different things, but what they all have in common is that they have struggled over to how to answer the question, how do I get a mentor, which is a really super common question in real estate associations. So we're getting different perspectives on that question. We're getting different perspectives about uh, how might you as someone who was looking for quote a mentor, uh, go about successfully doing that. And next up, we have Edwin Lewis, who is the president of the Real Estate Investors Association of Greater Cincinnati and also has probably heard this question more often than somebody else who might have been in a group for only three years because he leads the Cincinnati Rhea New Investor Focus Group. And he deals with a whole room full of new investors every single solitary month. And I can only imagine, Edwin... 
that how do I get a mentor comes up every single solitary month. So when you hear that question uh, in, in the focus group, uh, in a meeting, on the street, wherever you're hearing it, how do you respond? Well, thanks, Fina. Uh, and yeah, we, I certainly get that question every month, at, uh, at least in the chat rooms, in the uh, focus group, anytime that we're meeting live. I especially get it at the OREA convention. A lot of times it's, you know, from your, your very wide-eyed brand spanking new investors that are, they just sat through maybe their first meeting, they sat through their first uh, course, and they're eager, they're ready to run through the wall, and they're thinking, okay, my first step is I need to go ahead and find a mentor. And typically what I'm thinking about and what I'm talking to some of these folks I'm following up with them is, one, do you actually know really what you need? What are you really asking for? Because in, in large part, a lot of times folks are so eager to get started and their first thought is I need maybe somebody to babysit me. Maybe uh, babysits maybe a too harsh of a word, but there is a fair, very decent amount of handholding that is needed. And when you're approaching as a new investor, you're approaching the question of I need a mentor. You kind of have to boil the ocean down a little bit more than I just need somebody here doing stuff. What's the stuff? What do you need? I tell folks, if you're able to scope it down to a specific ask of, hey, I have this deal. I've got this lead even, and I don't even know how to engage with the seller. I've helped with that before too. Typically, if you're able to uh, scope down the ask to something that's very specific, very, I would say, time-bound, think of kind of a offshoot of the SMART goals, you're able to get a lot more engagement and response. Yes. I, I, so, so mentor, I mean, you came out of corporate America, and right. you know that the word mentor in corporate America has a very long-term, intense relationship sort of idea behind it. Most of the folks, when you boil down the ocean, as you said, that's not at all what they're looking for. But 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 asking the question as who I need a mentor or who can mentor me, that is going to make a lot of people who could mentor you or who could do what you actually want go, uh, I ain't got time for that. <laughs> I'm a super busy real estate investor. But yes, asking a different question, which is who can help me do this I have yet to see a situation at any of, of our meetings, and I'm sure these other groups can, can say the same, uh, where someone was brave enough to stand up and say, I have a lead. I think the seller's motivated. I don't know what to do next. I don't know how to evaluate it. I don't know what to ask the seller. Who can help me? And then not have two or three people go, I, you know, it's, it's going to take me 20 minutes on the phone. To, to tell you exactly how to do that, as opposed to we're developing a lifetime relationship where you are going to have me under your wing forever and ever, and you don't know me, right? I mean, mentors, you right. find mentors in corporate America because you work with them for a while and they go, I see something in that guy. You don't have time to work with them for a while when you've got a hot lead on the table right now. That's right. So, so yes, I love what you said about be specific in your ask. And I'd also add, keep asking. That's right. That's right. Just because you ask one person and they maybe the, the, the stars didn't align, the, the bandwidth isn't there, they're not able to help you on this one. Okay, keep asking. You either you know make that ask to somebody else 
Or if you have a different ask later, you ask that you come back to that person again. No just means not right now in many cases, not no forever and ever and ever and go away. Mm-hmm. And really to harp on the uh, the idea of mentorship, it, it, it truly is it, it is a long-term play. And you can truly develop a mentor. I find that when you actually develop a mentor, you kind of you kind of back into it a little bit. You're kind of dis- developing a relationship with somebody first. Maybe there's some commonalities outside of real estate that you guys can that uh, that you can connect with. Just kind of be yourself. Be yourself. Bring your whole person into into either a RIA meeting or a Zoom meeting, and just connect with folks. And you, you would be surprised that over time, if you actually put in the, the the cultivation of that relationship, you can actually turn that into a into a mentorship relationship over time. But don't go in there with that aim. Go in there with I'm developing a relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So show up. You know, we have a lot of listeners who do not belong to a real estate association. I've I've actually polled them from time to time about that. And when I say why don't you belong to a real estate association, they give a, they give a whole variety of reasons. But the the thing that they are missing is okay so i didn't like this local ria we went to because i didn't like the leader or i didn't like this local ria that we went to because it seemed like they always had a national speaker selling me something you're there for the other people and and most real estate associations have some point during a meeting or a zoom meeting or a focus group meeting where you can literally ask for things you can ask for buyers for your deals. You can ask for money for your deals. You can also ask, will someone help me with this thing? Mm-hmm. And again, it's not about who's speaking that night or who the leader is or whether you got ignored at the registration desk, which I, I hear a lot from people like it wasn't welcoming. It wasn't a welcoming group. That's not what you're there for. You're there to build these relationships with other folks. So, and, right. and, and, and we found in, in Cincinnati Re and Corey over the last, oh, let's see, it's been two years, three years now, right? Yeah. March, 2020 was the, the <laughs> time we had to go on zoom full time for like, you know, 14 months that you actually can't do that on zoom. Yeah. You can, you can ask questions, you can show up, you can try to help people in any way you can help them and you can start to build relationships that definitely gets you that person that you can call when you're in the middle of a deal and you need a question answered in an emergency and eventually can lead to a mentoring relationship. So I appreciate your um, take on this, Edwin, because of, of the folks who are speaking today, you are, you are the youngest in the real estate business. You, you, you quit your job uh, three years ago, I think, to go full-time Gosh, in real estate. Has it been four? Coming up four on four years now. ago. Four years ago. So... You are not too far outside of that. I'm completely lost. Somebody help me. <laughs> That's a stage. <laughs> and I know you've now developed mentoring relationships within the group. And, and I think it's been more than one. I think you have more than one person that you would point to and say, yep, that guy's a mentor to me. That guy's a mentor to me. That gal's a mentor to me. That's right. That's right. So, yeah, also don't, 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 folks, don't, don't try and give somebody the pressure of putting all your eggs in their basket. That's. <laughs> that's so hard when you feel like you're the only person that this new person who needs a lot of help has to talk to. 
That's right. Cast a wide net. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, Edwin. You're listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing, talking today about how to find a mentor. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to Real Life Real Estate Investing, having a robust series of conversations with folks with lots of different opinions on the right answer to the question, how do I get a mentor? And next up, we have Robert Mohan, past president of and current executive director of the Real Estate Investors of Nashville. Been around uh, real estate for a really long time and also around real estate associations and their members for a very long time. And Robert, you have a little bit of a different take on really the whole question of, is a mentor really what I need? That's a great lead into that. We, as other real estate groups around the country, I'm sure would also say, constantly get new people walking in, whether they're new to real estate or just new to our group or both. And they say, I need a mentor. How do I find a mentor? Who can be a mentor? Will you be my mentor? And you hear that and think, are you sure? And lots of things go through your mind and then something will come out your mouth. So I love this question, and the particular slant that I had on it is, I think mentor means different things to different people. I came up with at least five potential groupings of breakdowns of what a mentor might be. Now, the one it's obviously probably not is a proximity person. I should probably start with a five. The, the highest is coach, then advisor, a friend group, a community, and then proximity people. So proximity people is people that are in your proximity. Who's around you right now? And the example as I was thinking about this came to me when I was standing in a restaurant and I was with someone who was trying to figure out what to order. And literally it was the guy in line behind that said, oh, you want an XYZ based on what you said. And so we're helping each other out. That's a real broad definition of a mentor, but he was a guide certainly at that moment in time and helped guide the decision of what to buy. So he did guide a purchase, proximity people. I guess if you swung a cat, it would be within three feet. The next level up with more trust would be community, someone in your community. I would call that fellow members of your real estate investor group. These are people that you see on a regular basis and you know they have similar interests as you have. You don't go into the deepest conversations with them. You probably know their area of interest in real estate. You probably don't know, maybe even if they have kids or not. You may not know what their day job is if they have that. But there's a good level of trust that if they don't know, they're going to tell you they don't know. And if they do know something, they'll steer you in a positive way. The next level up would be a friend group or maybe some I know would say your posse. I don't know if posse is a great way to put that out there, but people whose opinion that you would want when you're thinking about an idea. So I have a daughter. She was thinking once about dyeing her hair purple. She went first to her posse, as she calls it, to say, should I dye my hair purple? And they gave her some input, some advice. You don't always do what these people say, and they won't be offended if you don't take their advice, but they're friends, they're people that you have a, a little bit more of a level of trust that would tell you, I don't think I'd go the purple route because you might get fired from your job because there's a dress code. Oh, I forgot about that. Could be your coworkers, people that are just right around you that you see regularly. And there's a good level of trust there where you might 
open more of yourself up to them. Next up would be an advisor. And I'll be frank, I had quite a few of these when I was coming up brand new. It's the highest trust level. Someone whose counsel you would definitely consider very seriously. If you're going to open up your financial statement to anybody, it would be this kind of person. They definitely know who you are, where you live. They may have been in your house. You've probably been in their house. They know if you're married, you've got some kids. They know about your day job or that you quit your job. There's a very, very high level of trust there. And the fifth one I came up with is a coach. Also, the highest level of trust, but there might be a financial exchange that has occurred in that relationship. For instance, you paid them. They're working. They paid you if it's in reverse. You work together on a deal. You joint venture. You shared profits. You put in your time, and in return, they get, did something for you. But if you want a coach relationship, you can't just say you want it. You probably have to qualify for it. And by the same token, the coach probably needs to also qualify for it. Do we gel? Do we work well together? Can we communicate? Are we on the same schedule or even on the same side of the planet? Do we share the same basic values? Do we share the same basic values? So this one has a very high level of commitment on both the part of the coach and on the part of the person receiving the mentorship. Huh. So as you as you have been saying these, I've been writing them down and kind of thinking through, like, where do we find these people in the real real estate world? To me, the, the proximity person, that's when you post something on a forum on Facebook. You post a question and then a whole bunch of people who happen to be seeing that question and you don't know anything about their level of expertise or them themselves or um you know do, do they do they really have any knowledge in this or did are they just repeating something they think they heard somewhere so i i want to know how to do x i'm reaching out to proximity people if i just simply make a post somewhere the community people are folks that you you will have seen their faces before so and again you said you probably know something about what they do so if you're posing a question to a community person, you, you, you probably have some reason to believe that they either know the answer or know someone who knows the answer and can uh, bring it to you. So you're at a real estate association meeting or you are on a Zoom meeting with folks that you meet with regularly. That show up thing is really important. Exactly. And you just post, you just, you just pose the question to the community and you can a little bit... Uh, know who probably is giving you more accurate answers and less accurate answers if you're getting a bunch of them. More accountable answers, I would even say. Yes. A little higher level of accountability versus proximity. They can say anything and there's no real accountability. Yes, and then the posse level is the folks within that community that you've actually developed a friendly relationship with. And that, if you show up, you will find your posse. <laughs> you, you just will, and and it it'll be bigger or smaller, and it might it might change depending on who's at the meeting. But these are people who they probably know you a little bit more. You probably know them a little bit more. They could even they could even answer your question by saying, "Are you sure that's what you want to do?" Given that you. An example you gave, dye your hair purple, you have a job. See, my solution to that is don't have a job. I can have purple hair because 
nobody's gonna fire me. Um, they they could they actually know a little bit more about you and you know a little bit more about them. So again, you can uh, you can get group input, you can get single input, but you know a little bit more about what you're getting. The advisor level. Uh, when you said advisor, I thought that's my CPA. That's my person that I have partnered with, and like they, they, I know I really know I can trust them. I, I really know, and I, and I know enough about them to know what questions to bring them and what questions not to bring them. I'm not gonna. Uh, I have a particular advisor who I ask about all detailed creative finance questions, but I don't bring him wholesaling questions. Because he's not a wholesaler, and I know he's what he's going to say is, "Why in the world are you selling that house?" <laughs> because he's so oriented exactly. toward, so oriented toward you should hold on to every single thing. Um, so that's the person that you would bring the more specific knowledge needed, and and I don't need to think you have it; I need to know you have it. Have I got that right? Right. Okay. Exactly. And then. And that's probably through time. You've spent hours with them. You've gotten to know them quite a bit. It's not just what's a, who's a plumber. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And one of, the, one of the things we very commonly say in real estate associations from the front of the room is always ask for what you need, but also be careful you know the quality of the advice you're getting. Because for, for some things, it doesn't matter that much. You can turn around with a person sitting next to you at the meeting or you can you can post on Facebook. So what's everybody's favorite way of finding deals right now? And you're you're going to get a bunch of opinions, but you know their opinions and it doesn't you're going to kind of sort through and go which one of those appeals to me that I could learn more about. You're not going to ask a specific, you know, okay, so I've got this problem. I just made 1.6 million dollars on a deal and I would like to not pay taxes on that. You're not going to ask that. I mean, I hope you're not going to ask that in a, in a Facebook forum or to somebody that you don't know if they actually know anything about taxes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think, again, what we're saying is understand what you actually want. Don't just throw the word mentor out there because you read on a Facebook forum that you need to go get a mentor because that word means different things to different people. Be, 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 be really clear on what you need and then ask for that thing that you need and try to be careful about who you're asking. That's right. We talk a lot about setting goals. We need to ask really good questions and know what we want. Mm -hmm. Very true. Well, thank you, Robert. I very much appreciate your input on this because I know that, like, a lot of real estate association leaders, you have put a lot of thought into uh, how to get people what they want, but at the same time, uh, make sure that they <laughs> understand what they want and uh, understand what the ask they are making of other people is. You've been listening to Real Life Real Estate Investing. We'll be back next week with more information to put you on the path to financial independence through real estate investing. Until then, happy investing. <laughs>